I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. Before we get started with this week's episode, I wanted to take a moment to talk to all you mamas out there who are looking at your schedule and feeling overwhelmed. I see you. I bet you have multiple responsibilities and take care of kids who are in multiple activities. Now, everyone might seem happy, but you know that your family's overextended and not really connecting in meaningful ways. I bet you're thinking if you had more time that life would be better. You could make room for the people and the things that matter. I used to struggle with this too. And guess what? I never found more time, but I did find clarity on what to say yes to and what to say no to, and I discovered a few strategies to calm the chaos and restore peace to my home. I want to empower you to do this too. As a coach, I can walk you through taking back control of your time so that you don't feel anxious when you look at that calendar. With just a few simple changes, you can stop being a victim of your busy schedule. You can get more stuff done and become more connected with your family. I've opened up a few more coaching spots this year, and I would love to share with you how to do this. You can go to buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash coaching to set up a time to talk. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. All right, everybody. It's good to be back. I am here talking with my friends, Jess Carey and Noelle Rhodes about our best tips for getting dinner on the table. We're going to start this conversation off with what are your favorite, easiest, go-to, love it meals that you have in your rotation? I have an instant pot soup. I, I I don't want to get the name wrong, but I, I make it all the time. My family loves it. People are very impressed with my yeah. cooking skills when I make it, which is pretty much the goal. Hold on one second. It's I think it's Tuscan where I, in the Instant Pot, I saute a little Italian sausage. Then I put in some diced tomato, some vegetable broth. I dice up some... Dr- Dry, sun-dried tomatoes, throw that in there, put a little tortellini, season it, and then I let it cook for like 10 minutes. Then I open it up, throw in a little bit of kale, put a little dash of heavy cream. People think I'm amazing. I make it Yeah. That sounds amazing time. to me. Yeah, it's it's the Zuppa Toscana Instapot soup. If you Google it on the internet, it will give you all the ways you can make okay. it. I might have to Google it and put it in the show notes. It's really good. One of our favorite go-to meals is a pasta. It is called Chicken Gorgonzola. I found it in a pasta cookbook that I bought years ago from Barnes & Noble. It is you saute chicken with garlic and olive oil. And then once that's nice and caramelized, you add white wine to deglaze the pan throw in some heavy cream and then you're also making broccoli and then what happens is is you take your bowl and you put the gorgonzola in the bowl right and I kind of do it at the beginning of the meal so it comes to room temperature and then you pour the pasta in 
mix it up, pour the broccoli in and just let that gorgonzola melt in that cream sauce with the heat of the pasta. And it is like, it feels fancy because it's gorgonzola because I don't eat a lot. I mean, I have some people eat it in their salad. That's the only time I ever eat it. And it feels fancy and it feeds a lot and throw a salad with that and maybe some bread and you're, you're done. Oh yeah. Sounds delish. Yeah. My go-to is called chicken picante. It is chicken breasts with jarred salsa, a little Dijon mustard and some brown sugar. Oh, dump, mix those things up, dump it on top of the chicken, bake it for 30 minutes and serve it over rice. Delish. Oh my gosh. That sounds awesome. It is very awesome. I cannot tell you how many guests I have served that to that are like, wow, this is so good. Can I get the recipe? And I almost want to say, oh, it's really hard. It's really hard. You just, it it takes, takes forever. It sounds (laughs) delicious. It takes five minutes to make. So, and just chuck it in the oven and it's awesome. So that's my um, go-to. What vegetable would you pair with it? Oh, any green salad. Mm -hmm you know, roasted broccoli, asparagus, green beans, any of those Anything things would be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it does have a bit of a like Spanish sort of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know, but any green I've, I've served it with every different kind you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been really into roasted vegetables lately. So anything you can throw in the oven at the same time, I'm sure it makes that meal even easier. I like to roast beets and butternut squash together, and then I throw it on a salad. Yes. It's gorgeous. Yes, it is. I concur with that. (laughs) Yeah. You could also throw that over couscous. Maybe add some shallots, roast it with some shallots. Ooh, now we're getting bougie up in here. Mm. Oh, I think shallots are highly underrated. (laughs) Because you can throw it on a kale salad, and all of a sudden it's like sweet. You know what? Yeah. If you ever make a mac and cheese... Uh-huh. Saute a little shallot, put it in there. It will really? it, it's a game changer. Yeah. Wow. Someone Look at all these that, tips. Someone gave me that tip. That's not original to me. None of the cooking things I'm gonna say are original to me because I'm not a I'm not a good cook. I mean, when I first got married, I feel like I've mentioned this in the podcast. Yes, before, and the chores. Family. We've yeah. talked about this. Chores. The domestic my, division my of labor. Was <laughs> on me with Wendy's for a whole year. Didn't even know. <laughs> But to be fair, I was cooking raw pork chops. Like I didn't know how to cook a pork chop. Mm -hmm. So I've grown in this area. I'm excited to talk about this episode. Okay. All right. So let's have at it. Let's go around and take some turns talking about our favorite tips that help us get dinner on the table because we can all use them. I mean, I have friends been cooking for years and they're like, I can't do it anymore. So I'll go first. So one of the favorite things that I like to do is do make ahead slow cooker meals. So I can't remember whose idea this was, who started it, but a friend of mine was like, found this on the internet. Why don't we, here's 10 recipes, let's shop for everything, go over somebody's house and assemble 10 different meals. And then we bring them home, we put them in the freezer and then they're ready to go. And that's what we did. And it was super successful. It like... We've done it differently, but for the most part, like one person will just like shop the whole order. And I tend to just do a grocery order because there's enough. And when you, when you do a grocery order, you can be very meticulous about what you're getting. It's a lot, not less more, less stressful than going and shopping for it yourself. And so like the delivery or the shop fee is $4.99. I'm like, I'm willing to pay for that to have you get 
you know, the 10 cans of this and five bags of that. And and like, you can just be really methodical. And then you kind of set the bags up, you go around, you dump in ingredients. Sometimes we've gone like recipe by recipe and everyone puts the peppers in and and somebody else puts all the beans in and somebody else follows up with this ingredient. And then you put the meat. Like, so we kind of have the system, we catch up, we talk to one another and it is perfect on days where we have sports. When I know we're really not going to be walking through that door until 6 PM or 7 PM. And I know that when I'm, we get home, we're going to want something to eat. It's ready to go. And so that sounds enticing, a slow cooker party, mm-hmm. like just have your, you know, girlfriends over and make up these amazing bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's incredible. And it feeds it, you know, they're decent sized portions. So it feeds a lot of people. Do you have so, like a deep freezer though? Like where do you keep these things? Well, well like- no, I do have a second, I do have a small refrigerator in the basement with a freezer, but like okay. once you take them and you lay them flat, you kind of just stack them. I mean, you want to have some room in your fridge, but they take up less room than you think they would. Okay. Yeah. yeah you just seal I- them nice in the bag. You lay them flat. It's actually better to lay them flat. I've found because one year I did it and they got stuck in all these weird sort of shapes. And that was a nightmare okay. <laughs> getting them undone. Right. But, right. but yeah, you do have to have a little bit of freezer space, but you could do five meals. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Can. Yeah. Oh, you know, I actually had a friend of mine. So this is another like, you know, phil- phil- philanthropy tri- tip, but I don't know. Anyways, whatever that word is, philanthropic idea. There okay. you go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I had a friend bring me a slow cooker freezer meal. Cause I'd never done them myself. Oh. And so, you know, we have gone through some seasons of grief this past year. And so yeah. that was one of the things she goes, I'm just going to bring you a freezer meal. You can, you throw it in your slow cooker, like whenever you need a meal. And I was like, brilliant, you know, cause at, at first we had tons of food, Yeah. but then like you kind of go through the season and you still don't feel like cooking. And so that was so clutch. I just took it dumped it in. And so it was a great way to gift to a friend too. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, I love I that. It's a, a great idea too. That's a good idea. I love that because unfortunately, like if I want to cook a meal from somebody, but it's a really, really tough season for me. And I don't really get around to doing it just for the fact that I'm just so busy. I feel guilty. Yeah. Do I make it homemade? Do I run to Costco? Costco's out of the way. I wasn't planning on going this week. And I sometimes will let that prevent me from from being generous or doing what I'd like to do for somebody. So if I had a whole bunch of stash in the freezer, I never even thought of dropping that over. It was great. I mean, that was, that was an answer to prayer way past when people were praying for us. So that's what I'll say about Mm, that. That's good. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, one of the things I was thinking about, so much pressure on the the dinner stuff. I feel like (laughs) I feel that way. So I always try to remember that dinner is more than just the food. It's an opportunity to connect, all that stuff. And that stuff I I do do well in. I'm better than cooking. Mm -hmm. So I do try to make dinner time, like I try to be prepared with steering the conversation, even if we're just eating cereal, because sometimes we do that. And that's okay. You know, sometimes we are like, this is a cereal night. This is a mom's making pancakes from a box night. But as long as we're connecting then I feel like I'm nourishing their souls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I do try to think about things I'm going to talk about with my kids and things like that in preparation mm-hmm. of just putting food out. 
But to be honest with you, I do get bored like with what I make a lot. So I have harnessed the power of Instagram and I have legit <laughs> asked people, like I've done Instagrams where I'm like, what are you making? Yeah. Stories. And I have gotten hundreds, like hundreds of responses of like links to recipes and stuff like that. Yeah. Best thing I ever could have done. Cause I feel like Pinterest, you can kind of go on a rabbit hole with Pinterest, but yeah. if people are just telling you I made this, it was awesome. It was so simple. Yeah. Like you believe it more than the Pinterest. Mm-hmm. So I, I just do that. I'll just like put it out there. Like, what are you making? Give me yeah, an idea. And it kind of, it's kind of fun and exciting. Cause I do get a little bored. That's kind of like my main thing is I get bored with it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, after we traveled to France, we came home and I'm like, why can't we just have bread, cheese and salami? Like, yes. Yeah. Why not? Like, why do we need, why do we need to like put something on the stove? Like we can yep. fill up with just a little bit of this, throw a fruit in. And I'm like, we're done. Like I'm full. Do we need anything else? I don't need anything else. That's what, I mean, my family on, we do like, here are my, I don't want to cook. I don't want to touch anything. I just want to sit and relax. I will either make nachos and, and just throw tortilla chips on a cookie sheet and dump a bunch of stuff on top. Yeah. Bake it for a few minutes and boom, that's it. Like paper plates. We're going to eat. That's fine. Or charcuterie. I'll just like throw out, what do I have? Put it on a board and off Mm -hmm. we go. We do charcuterie almost every weekend. I go to Trader Joe's or if I'm feeling fancy, I go to Sergio's, get some cheeses, get some. Or shop ride to get provolone where you run into Cheryl. (laughs) (laughs) Funny enough, I don't go to shop right for my provolone, but. But no, I'll go and I'll just get a bunch of cheeses and meats and some grapes, some olives Mm -hmm. and just be like, hey, put this on a plate. And my family loves it. Yeah. They love that more than a home cooked whatever. They could just eat that all the time. So, yeah. Well, I'll take that to the next level. We have a rocklet. So it's like the top pan. It's the top thing gets hot like a griddle. And then underneath there's these like, yeah, heat lamps. So we do the bread, salami, whatever like veggies we've sauteed on top. And then meat and cheese and you put it underneath and it just melts and you're just eating these little like bites that are just yeah. this bread, like crouton sort of bruschetta type things yeah. where they're just bites of whatever you pile and melt on the cheese. And we just oh, all like, my goodness, I was no knife and fork. There is no, like, we don't even sit. We just all stand around the Island. Yeah. And like, feed ourselves. I feel, I feel like between the two of you, I am like, um, you guys, I just pulled out my hamburger helper box and we just went that route. Okay. No, no, no. That sounds so bougie. Chicken piccata. That was, that sounded really, don't let that go. That's your, that's your signature. I mean, the other thing too is, I mean, I don't know. I, I was thinking about this, but like I legit, I'll be like Troy to my husband. I'm like, you got to cook twice this week. I mean, cause yeah. I, I'm working. I mean, mm-hmm. different seasons, different things. Right. So I don't know. It, you got to look at your season and be like, where do I need the help to get the dinner on the table? And there are just a few nights where he's not playing darts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, these are the nights you're going to make us dinner. And I'll say, what do you want to make? I'll get the stuff. I'll lay, I'll even lay it out for you. But even just knowing that he's going to come home and make it is like a gift. Yeah. To mm-hmm. me. So I just communicate that, which I feel like is a, a nod to one of the episodes that we had 
together where it was talked about splitting the household yeah. responsibilities. responsibilities. Cooking is a big one for us. And yeah. that really has helped <clears throat> us get dinner on the table. Because if it's yeah. got to be me seven days a week, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, my husband will do Carl's pizza. That's what he's called it for years. And it's just French bread. <laughs> cut it in half or Italian bread. You put pizza quick on it, mozzarella, a little Italian seasoning, you just put it in the oven. So it's like French bread pizza. That's what he calls it. And like, sometimes if we have pepperonis, we'll throw some on little hot pepper, like, but that's it. Like if, okay. if dad's in charge, that's what we're eating. Yeah. And okay. that's okay. Well, I cheat in the sense of my, we used we used to fight a lot about what we were going to have for dinner. I was always the cook. Like I cooked, and I still cook 90% of the meals. My husband doesn't cook. He doesn't want to learn how to cook, but he will order takeout if I don't feel like it. So God bless him for that. Mm -hmm. But I would always say, well, what do you want for dinner? You know, do you want chicken? Do you want lamb? Do you want, you know, hamburgers? What, like, what do you want? I don't care, whatever you want. And then you're in this endless cycle of, oh, it's, it's wor- it's horrible. Yeah. So I started using a menu planning app and I've used it for over 10 years. Wow. And no, I relationship. I am committed to this thing. It yeah. has saved my life so many times and we don't fight anymore. And it's ultra convenient for me. So we are going to put a link in the show notes for this thing, I think, but it's mm-hmm. called E meals. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. And it's just a menu planning app. I do pay for it, uh, but I can choose like even the diet that I want to be on. You know, if we're, we are kind of a clean eating family. So lots of veggies, you know, high quality meat, that kind of a thing is what we eat most of the time. But we went through seasons where we were vegetarian. And so I literally just changed my I want to eat vegetarian this time. And I got a whole new group of meals that I could choose from. And it links to my online shopping platform. So I can literally do my meal planning and my grocery shopping in less than an hour every single week. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So it provides you with recipe ideas. It's not just like full recipe. It's not just okay. So it's the full recipe. You can choose which recipes you want to add um, Mm -hmm. to your week. Like I I never cook seven meals a week. I usually cook Mm -hmm. five or thereabout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I drop those into my shopping list. It generates a shopping list. I can add all the other things to my shopping list that are, you know, like laundry detergent and house cleaner. Can you upload your own menus? Uh. No, you can't upload your own, but you can favorite meals that your family loves. Mm -hmm. So there have been a couple that are like, oh my gosh, mom, you have to make this again. So when I have a week that the menu doesn't offer something that I like, like it might be like, okay, we're doing lamb chops. And I'm like, no, lamb chops are $28 a pound. We're not having that. I'll just slot in or slate in one of my favorites into my shopping list. Wow. I'm looking at the... I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? I think, I think it has potential to (laughs) revolutionize your life. Very helpful in my life. (laughs) Yeah. I I use a menu app, but it doesn't give me meals and it's not, and and I've been using it for a very long time, probably as long as you have. And I haven't seen the platform transform 
Like, oh, yeah, this one has. This like, is you basic. Can do this is like, you know, you, you can download recipes from the internet. It'll upload it into your like recipe list. And then oh. very similar, you can pick your rest or you can manually put your favorite recipes in. Yeah. And then you can pick them, schedule them, you know, you drag them to the days and then it will create your grocery list. But yeah. it, it's not providing you with any any new ideas. Right. I like this because I don't, I get, it's, it's too many things I got to think about. I like yeah. to be creative, but I don't really want to be creative with my menu planning. No. And I like mm-hmm. to eat, but I don't want to be responsible for what we're going to eat. Yeah. Like, see, my kids are big foodies. So we will like, like, I'll say, what do you want? And they'll just pull up their Pinterest board. Or like my, my son, like, he'll be like, oh, I saw this on TikTok, mom. Like my kids yeah. know what they want. So we, we like pouring over the cookbooks. We like, like tagging things and, you know, so yeah. that's kind of fun for us to do, but I could well, see where if it's not your yeah. thing. My or if you're responsible too. for it all the time, yeah. like, it, you know, you just want to say, okay, these are the five meals that I'm prepared mm-hmm. to make. If your kids, and I love one of the ideas that we tossed around was like, make your kids cook, right. Yeah. Yeah. As they get older. But it's sort of like, okay, if you want to go like crazy foodie and like make some delicious meal, I will add those things to our grocery list mm-hmm. and you go for it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. 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 I went, I went through a season and we do it sometimes now too. Is like, like, I'd say you're each responsible for one night this week. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you want to make breakfast. I don't care if you want to make nachos. I don't care if you want to make sesame crusted scallops. Like <laughs> you pick them. <laughs> we can't do that every night, but every couple of weeks. Noelle's um, face is killing me right now. <laughs> I just think, well, cause I, I have, I have a legit baker. Like right. One of my kids is like a serious baker. My food bill is insane right now. Oh, I know. Because he's yeah. making bread and crap like that. And like, oh yeah, yeah. it's just, but yeah, I, I wish they did more cooking than baking. We have a lot mm. of baked stuff here. Yeah. Well, my daughter just switched her major to hospitality management and culinary science. So if that tells you like, what we have going on in our house. But meal planning, talk to me about like how you guys meal plan. What are your meal plan tips? I have a few, but I'd love to hear like what, how do you, how do you, how, when, what do you do with meal planning? Because you're using this app. When do you do it? How do you do it? So it sends me when new menus are available. So I can either do it right then, but Mm -hmm. typically I do it right before I know that I need, I need to go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like when I know that I need to pick up milk and you know, whatever, that's when I do it. And it's just available to me at my convenience. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. I don't really have like, I do it every Sunday or I do it every, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's when it's convenient for me. Yeah. That's good. For a long time, I would do a whole month at a time. And it sounds, no, it sounds better than it is. No, let me, let me tell you it. It's, I find that it's easier to do a month than it is to do a week. And here's why, because I know every Tuesday you have sports at five. So every Tuesday we're going to have a soup or every, you know, on Thursdays is X, Y, and Z. So that's going to be a slow cooker meal. Like I can plug and play. Like when I, when nobody has an activity, that's like a Tuesday night. Well, maybe we do a new recipe because we have time to actually follow a recipe we've never made before. So I get a sense of like, what's going on in our family? What's, what's these, what are these days like? And then that kind of informs how I build my menu. So it's easy for me to come up with, because what'll happen, I guess, because my eyes are bigger than my stomach or whatever is the expression. I'll go through and I'll find like three soups I want. So I just plug them into like 
three weeks as opposed to him, which one I do this week. And then I worry I'm going to forget the one I wanted to try that I pulled out of the magazine. I just sort of like plug them in and it really helps me to get like a big, big picture, you know, okay. Every Friday night, we're going to do a, <clears throat> make a head meal because it's mama Sabbath or Saturday nights. We usually go out, let's plan to go out this night, you know, and I kind of can, you know, it, we don't, we're not rigid. We definitely like flow and with it, but I found that just eliminating the, what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Well, what do we have? I don't know. We don't have anything. Yes, we do. I want to go out. No, we have chicken. I have to use it before it goes bad. Like it just eliminates that whole discussion plus time. Like I could spend up to 20 to 30 minutes staring at the fridge, wondering what to make. Right. And you're just saving yourself an incredible amount of time. I'll have to try the month menu planning for February. It sounds daunting, but I will try it. I'm not, this is where I suck is the menu planning thing. But I I have gotten better. I think a key is like, you sort of touched on it, is like theme nights. Mm-hmm. That just, because the more like decisions I have, I can eliminate the better. So like I, but I've done it where like we called Mondays, you know, Mama Mia Mondays, and that's where I made like Italian food. Tuesdays always Taco Tuesday, so it's some sort of like you know Mexican dish. Wednesday, you know, used to be a crazy day, and of course, the thing is, every season changes with sports schedules in my mm-hmm. family. Yep. So even like that, you know, it just change. It's like you know, rugby season. Okay, well then we have to always make sure we have a, a an instant pot meal on Wednesdays because we're going to be at rugby forever. Mm-hmm. I do try to on Sundays do like a Sunday gravy with like brujol and sausage. And I try to make a lot of dinners that can be replicated for lunch as leftovers just to kind of help with that. Cause my kids uh, don't eat school lunches. They like to eat homemade stuff. So I try to do that, but it's a goal of mine to get better at menu planning I just am not great at it. And I don't stick to the menu I plan. That's the problem I have. I'll mm. make a menu plan, but I'm like, ah, I don't want to eat this tonight. And I don't. And I'll just do something different. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just got to stick to it, I guess. Yeah, you got to <laughs> stick to it. Work the plan. What is it? Make a plan. Work the plan. Mm-hmm. Be flexible uh, with the plan. <laughs> yeah, you can be flexible. But, you know, not think, too flexible. Yeah, I think for, for me, some of the things you know, give yourself a little grace, you know, with Mm -hmm. regards to meal planning. And I love what Noelle, what you said at the beginning, it's kind of like, it doesn't have to always be about the food. You know, sometimes it's just about getting a bit of sustenance in your belly and having a great conversation, you know, and I have some, what I would call pantry meal go-tos that are just sort of always there that I just have in my back pocket that I can roll out in 20 minutes or less without much effort. And I think you always have to have those minor quesadillas. Like I'll do quesadillas of every variety. I will throw leftovers from anything in a quesadilla with cheese. Because you can. Of course. And it's delicious and everyone loves a good quesadilla. So why not? And the other thing that I do a lot is I'll do fried rice. Because it's really easy and you can, again, you can put almost anything in it. 
the, some of the best, like my family has been like, mom, can we have this fried rice again? And I'm like, no, you will never have this again. Cause we will never have roasted Brussels sprouts and pot roast left over in the fridge that I'm going to put in the fried rice. Right. So how do you bring it all together? Like fried rice is, seems daunting. I know it's not as daunting as it seems. Right. But like, what mm-hmm. is it that makes it all connect? Soy sauce. Is it just soy sauce? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not just like that's really actually rice and vegetables. Cause that's very different than fried rice. So the key to fried rice is, you know, first of all, you saute all the stuff, not the rice first. Mm -hmm. I use a touch of sesame oil, which always makes things beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like all your veggies, your meat, whatever, if you're going to go meatless, great. And then you throw in your rice last and you may need to add a little bit more oil because like caramelizing or like just getting that rice a little bit fried is really (laughs) cool. And then the last thing is soy sauce, just soy sauce it up. I mean, you don't want it dripping with soy sauce. That's just too much for anybody. It depends. I like egg in my fried rice, but not everybody does. Yeah. I also use that coconut aminos. Oh yeah. Instead of soy sauce and it makes me feel better about it's called like coconut aminos mm-hmm. and it's in Trader Joe's offers it. And it just makes you feel better about yourself than just mm-hmm. dumping soy sauce in there. This is mm. true. It is a, it is a vegan substitute for soy sauce. It is. Oh, well, but isn't soy vegan? And it's also wheat free. It's also a gluten free. Oh, because soy aminos. has gluten. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I like it better. I'm not going to lie. It's very good. Very good. I use it all the time. Okay. All Great time. tip, Noel. Here for it. That's a good one. You know what I do? So as we're recording this, I'm at the end of a modified Daniel fast. And so years ago, I discovered Green Chef, which is one of those make-at-home meal prep services. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not something that we would I would have ever used except for when it first came out. It was the only one at the time that was offering vegan options. And I I was fasting. I don't know how many years I've been fasting the month of January, probably like 10 years, right? So it's become this thing. And and I, the first couple of years I did it, it was horrible. I mean, I spent more time thinking about the food than I did like drawing close to Jesus. And it was like, what is the point of this, God? Like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I discovered Green Chef and I was like, you mean they can figure it out for me? I mean, those first couple of times I did it, I threw away food because I would take one bite and go, this is disgusting. And my husband would be like, that is gross. And then we would just throw out a full meal. Like it was crazy because I was like not accustomed to like this alternate way of eating. And so this meal service has been amazing. It's just changed my experience. It's taken the guesswork out of like what my meal plan should be in this particular season. And then what we what I do is I still have the service going once a month when I'm not fasting. And t- speaking about sports season, it's come in really handy this month because my, my son wrestles and he's got to cut weight. And oh. so the best way to do it is to just load up on those veggies and life-giving food. And he'll do a couple like meatless nights with me because he's like, mom, I got to make weight tomorrow. And it's not a lot of weight. Like it's, it's between like three, maybe four pounds, but like he can really lose that in the sleep and just not have wings and pizza for dinner. You know what I mean? Like it's very easy for him to shed those pounds, but 
it like work. It works for us. Yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah, I've heard good things about a Green Chef. I feel like my my sister was doing something similar. I can't remember what it was called. Hello Fresh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she loved it. It's there's it no shame. Tough. Well, it's tough to do it with a family of four, I think. But family of two, she was loving it. Well, I I did it. I, I actually am registered for two people, okay. but it feeds my whole family. I feel like you guys eat a lot less than we do, though. We eat a lot. Well, for my kids, I'll add, we'll add a protein. Like, I don't make them okay. eat it without a meat. And even when I get it, like, throughout the year, I still get the vegan version. And then I'll add, I'll add a little bit to it. But see, the thing is with it, it's like they eat enough. This is, this is my take on these modified diets okay. <laughs> that I know some people do full-time all the time. Mm-hmm. There's like, when you don't have that meat and dairy and it, you, you want to eat less of it. <laughs> so you stop eating when you're not hungry. Whereas opposed to if I've got meat in it and it is, I'm loving it. I will eat till I cannot eat anymore. So like, I'm surprised how much less food I actually need to eat when I eat this way. Wow. Because I'm very aware of like, oh, that was good. I don't need any more, but I want more. You know, when it comes to those, my favorite, you know, chicken cutlet, you know, fried in olive oil with pasta. Like I know that I am eating like anything Chinese. I can just keep eating. Like I never want to stop. But like these meals, you want to stop. I mean, (laughs) but do you want to stop like because it's really not good? (laughs) It's, It's good. It's tasty. It's satisfying, but it is not it doesn't compel you to eat more than you should. That's my opinion. You know, I've come to, I've grown to love eating this way, not enough to do it permanently. I don't have any particular convictions that would cause me to continue to do it um, when I'm not doing it for spiritual reasons, but I see a lot of value in it and I do enjoy it. And it's opened my eyes to lots of different foods that I would have never bought or eaten. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I never ate kale before this and certainly not like Swiss chard. Like that's not, I, if I see a recipe of Swiss chard, I'm moving on. Like there's things that you just never buy in the grocery store. But yet if you do a meal service like this, all of a sudden they're shipping you this with jicama. And so you can do like a jicama slaw and you're like, I don't even know, I never even seen this in the grocery store before. Like it just takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit, allows you to try things you never try. So it's, you know. It's worth I doing. Want some jicama on my food. <laughs> Dag nabbit. Can I get some jicama on my box next yeah. time? I oh want jicama on my fried rice. Yeah, I'm sure um, it would taste amazing in fried rice. I'm sure it would. I'm just thinking, you know, when, because when my sister was, not, I'm not throwing shade on my sister, but I am. Um, <laughs> she was doing HelloFresh and it wasn't the vegan one. It was like mm-hmm. when they sent you chicken, the chicken was like this big. Oh. And I'm like, that's not going to feed. I think that makes a difference. Yeah. It might, I might, it might be a different story if I was getting a meat-based meals. I don't yeah, know. Cause I've never yeah. ordered them that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it was just like, it was a sad state and she was like mm-hmm. trying to split it with everybody. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to have to order yeah. pizza here. Yeah. But Yeah. But I like the idea of them sending you something. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it's like, yeah. you, it's like new, like something you wouldn't do before. That's yes. very exciting to me. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I used to, this is a little fun fact about me before I entered the world of Christian authorship. I had a blog called Leftover Remix. Oh, that was, And it was all about food. 
Like it was all about taking your leftovers from whatever and then remixing them two or three different times in two or three different ways. Because I had loads of girlfriends whose husbands wouldn't eat leftovers. They like refused. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, they're fired. They're fired. <laughs> it's like against leftovers. I don't know. I I mean, I love leftovers. So intolerant. You know, but I do think, okay, after you've had leftovers for like a couple times, you're like, okay, I'm done. You, know, you have to change that. the form. If you change the form, yes. all of a sudden it's completely different. Yeah, That's Hence, what I find with my kids. Leftover remix. Yes. Like, Wait, just does have this blog still exist? It does not. I shut it down. Oh. I know it's so sad. The archive. <laughs> well, I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed by like, now that I know anything about blogging, <laughs> I was like, um, I can't have this attached to me. So that's why I archived the whole so thing. So tell us some of the most underrated or least obvious things that we could use over. So like, what's something that people always throw out because they don't think they yeah. can eat it again? Chicken like, curry. Oh, I just oh. made that tonight. Yeah. So like, you know, chicken curry is like, oh, it can only be chicken curry. It's like, no, it can't. Throw that chicken curry in a soup. You make a turmeric ginger soup. Boom. You can make a chicken curry pasta with it. You just, instead of serving it over rice, you serve it and you add a little coconut milk, a little extra. You've got a chicken curry pasta. Guess what? I made a curried quesadilla. Oh, yes, I did. Of course. Um, (laughs) But I mixed the chicken curry with like my roasted veggies. Like you mentioned the beets and butternut squash and stuff like that. Or chickpeas would go good with that. Yeah. But I, but I, I like totally mixed it up. I put parsnips, carrots, beets in with the chicken curry in a quesadilla delish mm. can we talk about chickpeas for a hot second they're mm-hmm. very yeah. underrated yes yes and on, we have we have gone through it we're in a season right now where we're like roasting chickpeas like as if this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to us yeah. we roast these chickpeas we we put a block of feta in the middle of a cooking sheet surround it with chickpeas a little olive oil some little cherry tomatoes, little um, parsley, garlic, salt, pepper, the whole shebang. Cook in the oven for 25 minutes and they just eat it as it is. That yeah. sounds divine. It's delicious. It's amazing. You could put it in pasta too, but yeah, they just want the roasted chickpeas with a little, with a little roasted feta and they're happy as clams. They make it for their lunch all the time. Wow. Yum. That's going on the roster for me, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Leftovers, French fries. You can eat oh. French fries, leftover French fries. I mean, like if I, wow. well, if I'm, if I have them from a restaurant, I bring them home and I will, I will eat them if you put it in the broiler and let them yeah, toast yeah. back up. Yeah. But I like to dice them up little onions and peppers and eat them with okay. breakfast, breakfast hash. That yep. You can, have, <laughs> you can mix some eggs in with it and make like a yeah, frittata. I'll accept that. I don't know if I would eat them as fries again. Well, you got to get Especially not cold, crispy. wilty ones. That's no, the worst. No, you got to get I them would, crispy. I would dice them up and put them a lot. Because you can hash anything. Yes. Yeah. You can. I mean, my God. Okay, somebody remix some mashed potatoes for me. We do oh. it all the time. What do you do? Baked potato oh, soup? We make potato pancakes the next day. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Shepherd's pie? Yeah, like an easy shepherd's pie with mashed potatoes. Again, like ketchup, Worcestershire, ground beef, 
peas and corn from a bag, you I know, like a frozen bag. The need to correct you, though. <gasps> oh, I know really? shepherd's pie is not supposed it's to. It's not shepherd's pie. I know. Wait, because it doesn't lamb. have lamb. Shepherd's pie is lamb because it's shepherd. Cottage mm-hmm. pie is beef. Cottage have, pie. Oh, okay. cottage pie. I have frozen <laughs> lamb in my fridge from like four Easter's ago. I probably oh, should throw that out. Yes. No lamb. My my mm. son is. He loves a little mutton, but I'm not mm. into it. It's a little too. Mm. I made the Greek <laughs> lasagna. That I forget what it's called. I do it. I did it once for Easter. I wanted to try something new. God bless you. Did it go over well? That's the question. Did it go over well? I think we spent more time at Easter dinner talking about, can you taste it? I don't know. Can you taste it? I think it tastes the same. I I think you can taste it. I'm like, (laughs) oh God. My, my, my neighbors know that my son loves my, my son's a big foodie Mm -hmm. and they'll make it and they'll bring it to the house, Mm -hmm. a big piece of it for him. And he'll have it with his like eggs and stuff in the morning. It's disgusting, but he's like, (laughs) what is mutton? What what is it? Just lamb? lamb. Okay. Mutton is actually a lamb that is more than a year old. Yeah. Hmm. Technically. We only, I only make lamb on Passover. I love lamb. I grew to love lamb even more when I lived abroad in Mm -hmm. the UK because lamb is actually more readily available. Yeah. I don't eat it much here because it's just Mm -hmm. so expensive. So expensive. Costco always has tons of it at Easter. Passover. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We grill it. We've been putting it on the grill outside. But I grew up in a hunting family. So this is the difference. Like, you know, I grew up eating lots of varieties of things. And I also grew up on a farm. So, you know, we raised our own hogs, beef, everything. So I learned to cook game in a way that it didn't taste gamey. My husband did too. He grew up on a great deal of deer and I'm not a deer. I'm not a deer lover. It's tough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody does. I think that's okay. You know, not everybody's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to get down on some venison today. I can't. (laughs) It's too much. I I have to fake it for people because it's like, (laughs) Noel, how do you fake it? You taste, you're like, "Mm, nice. You know what else he grew up having? (laughs) Squirrel. Squirrel. Oh yeah. Yep. As like a breakfast meat. Wait, what did you say? As a breakfast meat? Wait, Noel, I missed what you said. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Squirrel. Oh, he did. Oh, I thought I was joking. No, no, that's for real. And when he moved to Jersey and he was like at my parents' house, he pulled out a BB gun and started shooting squirrels from our window. I'm like, you don't want to eat the Jersey squirrels. You can't do that in Jersey. (laughs) They're they're probably not safe to eat. They probably got some kind of hepatitis thing happening. You can't have the Jersey squirrels here. Oh my god. But gosh. like they and he makes with me for liking Taylor Ham. I'm like, you eat squirrel. Like <laughs> Taylor Ham does not compare to squirrel. I know. But he's like, you eat Taylor <laughs> Ham. That's like processed and disgusting. I'm like, yeah, but you eat squirrel. Like, yeah. They eat out of garbages and I don't know. It's yeah, they're they're definitely in the rodent family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> don't know how I feel about that, but I'm sure all the listeners are like, uh, I'm not planning on making squirrel. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Let's talk appliances real quick. Oh, that's I know. Ooh, I just had a controversy. Yes, Noel, you were on Insta Stories. That's right. Um, Reliable information. Yes, crowdsourcing (laughs) crowdsourcing the air fryer. 
I asked at the air yeah. fryer because some people were like, oh my gosh, it's changed my life. And I was, I'm hesitant to convert mm-hmm. to the religion of hair, uh, air fryer because it's a big appliance. It's a, and I have an Instapot and I feel like that's a little bit, it's too much, but I use it enough to, to kind mm-hmm. of warrant its existence. Cause I don't even have a microwave guys. I have no microwave. Mm-hmm. It drives Kimberly crazy when she comes over because Kim can't heat up my tea. I don't have microwave. <laughs> I don't believe in it. Um, but the air fryer people were telling me about. And when I asked the internet, there were some very strong opinions. Some people were like, oh, yes, it's amazing. I've never eaten healthier. And a lot of people have, a lot of people said it's big. They can't figure out how to use it. When they got it, they were burning everything. And you oh. can't. Yeah, a lot of people said that to me, and they said you can't cook a lot of food in it. It's like you can't do a bunch at one time. That's what they mm. said. And so I have decided to not join the cult of air fryer because I don't want another appliance in my because I live in a smallish cottage. Mm. I don't want it on my counter. I don't know where I'm gonna store it. So I'm sticking with the Instapot. However, I did hear that the ninja offers an Instapot slash air fryer. Like it has like an all-in-one. And my friend uses that. And she said that has changed her life because one appliance is that that does many, many things. Yeah. I might, I may do that. So, you know, the air fryer, all it is is a convection oven. Yeah. That's all it is, which is what I already have. Except for it takes so long to heat it up. It takes longer to preheat a convection oven than it does. I know that. like a regular setting right because you got to get to the temperature and then the fan goes but like I was hesitant to get the air fryer we did get the air fryer and so for me like I don't want to spend you know time heating up the oven for like chicken fingers for one person and that's where the air fryer comes in lunch quickly in the morning you know sweet potato fries because we have a hankering and mine has a has a double layer like it has like a tray that goes on top so you can like stack two layers and there's still enough room that the air can circulate you keep your air fryer well i put it away every time i use it okay and that was one condition my husband he loves to shop for gadgets he got one right around christmas or he bought one because of black friday sales and i was like no we're not putting this on the counter there's nothing on the counter i said unless you can find a place that we can store this and access it easy because my slow cooker is up like it's it's a thing to bring it down Right. Okay. And I, I'm okay with that because it's worth its weight in gold. Right. Like it's got to be somewhere where I can put it out, clean it, put it away. Mm-hmm. Like it, it can't be hard. I don't, I can't move things out of the way to get it out. It just has to be easy. And he found a place. So we kept it. And wow. now it's super fun to like experiment. We'll do dumplings, French fries. I heard tater tots are amazing in there. I haven't done that yet. I did salmon. So good. I cook a lot of fish in my house. Yeah, we don't either. But I was like, it makes my house it's like it's like a jit. It's not like a frozen. Like you know, I could listen to mozzarella sticks and all the good, the right. good stuff. But like, it right. cooks legit, like food. Mm-hmm. I'm. T- some people love it. Some people mm-hmm. really love it. But for all the reasons people hate it, is probably why I would hate it too. That's how. Yeah. That's where I landed mm-hmm. with it. But it's potentially something we could forget about in a year. Really. Well, and then be like, oh, that's right. Like we haven't used the air fryer. I I could see where we could eventually like forget about it, but maybe not. I don't know. 
I mean, I do use my Instapot three times a week. So tell yeah, us about the Instapot. Jess, do you have one? I do. Okay. Tell me about the Instapot. One. I have a small one, but yeah, go ahead, Noel. I don't use mine as much as you do. I, 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 well, I'll tell you when I first got, I was very intimidated by it. I didn't really use it for like six months. Cause I was like, ah, what do I do with this? And then I had a friend, Jenny, who's like a big foodie. And she's like, you need to make this pork in it. And she gave me a recipe and I followed the directions. And it's like, this pork is like crack cocaine. It is amazing. <laughs> Everybody loves it. I should have gave that as a recipe. But it's, I make it every week for the last two years. I've had an instant pot. I make it every week. And wow. it makes so much that they like use it in their lunches. We do quesadillas with it. I mean, yep. it's a lot of opportunity with this pork. And the thing is, it takes like an hour and 20 minutes for it to cook. And then it's beautiful and everybody's happy and people are getting along. And I just, <laughs> I love Magic it. It's happening. We all, the rice. I, I, I would burn rice every time or make soggy ra- rice. I was not good at mm. making rice because mm. rice can be a little temperamental. Well, the Instapot makes perfect rice. Yeah. The Instapot mm. makes my sweet potatoes in like nice and soft and wonderful, ready to hash in 15 minutes. Like it is fast that way. So I do make a lot of soups in it. I make pretty much anything you'd make in a in a pressure cooker but i feel like there's something about it that's a little bit better i use it all the time now mm. i, I love that that's all i can say i mean i don't think it's for everybody but for us it works great and we use it three times a week wow i look i look up specific recipes for it mm-hmm. and it's even nice to use in the summer because here in jersey it gets really hot Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't use my oven. I just use my Instapot, and it doesn't make my kitchen hot. Mm-hmm. So hmm. that's really the one gadget I use pretty regularly. Well, we do have a steam oven. Our other oven is a steam convect oven. Okay, what is that? So do? we can put ri- like we can put rice into it, and it actually like the oven itself will infuse it with water and steam. Like it'll Very it'll fancy. Like the water Kim comes in, in like the equivalent no. of the Jetsons kitchen. Okay. Like you need for to real. Know. You need to know listeners, her kitchen is like <laughs> almost like commercial grade. That's where I, 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 am I crazy? You probably put the most amount of money in your kitchen when you did that, went into the house. You've got, of course. Yeah. You got a beautiful, cause you guys are all foodie. You guys yeah. care about food. It's a high value family. Culture. I'm a designer and yeah. You know, yeah. They mm-hmm. have a huge fridge. They've got nice ovens. They've got a great setup, like coffee bar. It's really, really, it's a, a lovely yeah. kitchen. It's been in commercials and TV shows and ShopRite commercials. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so for context for their listeners, don't yes. feel bad if you don't have <laughs> no. the steam oven, is all I'm saying. <laughs> no, but there's this incredible invention that we were yeah. like sucked in. Yeah. It's either that or it could be just, you know, we have like an oven that's got a main oven and then a small oven on the side. Because I did want something I could just cook some fingers or, you know, whatever things that heat up quick. But it has this, st- this steam convection option where it will steam something. So if I want rice, I want veggies, I just throw them in and it's in this tray with holes in them. 
but it mm. fills up with water and then it steams them. But then it also has an option where it will literally like, for example, if you want to throw a fish or a chicken in there, it will steam it for you. And then you set the timer and it'll switch off and turn to convex. So it'll give it that crispy edge, like that crispy outside. So it literally wow. will change the function of the oven. And then when it's done, you've kind of done both. So that's a really fun feature. That does sound fun. Yeah. And we don't it, use it often. I would love to say we use it all the time, but we forget about it. It's so. probably, uh, you know, if you're redoing your kitchen and you're trying to eat healthy, it's probably mm-hmm. a good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. We For actually sure. just got a new fridge. So these are exciting things. They matter. <laughs> they matter. Of life. <laughs> yeah, a new fridge. It was a very joyous occasion for us. Yeah. Well, if it makes yeah. anybody feel better, we had our day off school this week, we cleaned out the fridge and I got rid of condiments from 2017. So, <laughs> wow. Yes. That is a very real place in the fridge cleaning out stage of life for sure. And it was one of the most exciting things we did that day. <laughs> so. Sometimes I find can, cans of food that I'm like, Ooh, I don't think I can donate this. This is really, yeah. I'm like, oh, really this is borderline, old. borderline. I think when we're talking, I I don't use too many appliances other than like what I would call traditional, Mm -hmm. you know, appliances, but I would say equipment wise, a piece of equipment that I cannot live without is my Dutch oven, my like heavy duty, you know, I I have one of those. I use it. One of those are awesome. I hear, I hear about them. Tell me like the, the porcelain lined Dutch oven, heavy, heavy. I just love it. It heats evenly. It caramelizes things the way that they're meant to be caramelized. And you, you almost can't make a bad soup in it unless, yeah. you know, I, agree I just love that. I just love it so much. It, it really, I think it just, the distribution of heat is really solid in those mm. things. So and that's yeah, the advantage gonna, of it, right? That's why yeah. it's called out. I mean, that's why you, you have one. Yeah. And it just keeps things it keeps things hot. Like, so if you need to, I do this all the time. I'll cook something in the afternoon. Like mm-hmm. I'll cook a soup or a stew or something four o'clock in the afternoon. I just leave it on the, on the stovetop. And by the time the kids get home or, you know, back from sports, it's like room temperature, but it's still warm, mm. but it's not like soggy for some reason. When mm. I use my Dutch oven, I feel like I'm Julia Childs. Yes. Inner Julia. I really yeah, do. Yeah, we have not like, splurged on one of those. Oh, you got to splurge on one. You yeah. get them at Home Goods for like nothing these days. This oh, is look true. Now. Yeah. Um, one of one of the other features I do have on my stove, if you put it on the extra low simmer setting, we have a gap. We have gas. It'll like click on and cook for four minutes, and then it'll click off for four minutes, and then it'll click back on, reignite for four minutes. So you can simmer something for like two hours. So if you're having a party where you've got chili on the stove. It just sort of keeps it warm. That's amazing. You and your fancy stove. Stop it. I well, I'm just saying if anybody's in the market for a stove, there are features that are <laughs> everyone listening is gonna say, Kim, can you please throw the stove, the spaceship stove in the show notes, please? <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's a good and then story. one more, one more feature. The oven. We we did the oven, the hood. Yeah. 
So there's these two racks that fold up and then like they fold down. And so like, as I'm cooking like eggs or I'm doing batches of chicken cutlets, I can put them on a plate. I put them on the shelf and I have heat lamps that will like, like, like a diner. So they'll sit under the heat lamps while I'm waiting to like add to the dish. I mean, we, you were like, like the next time that I am in New Jersey, I for sure I'm going to Kim's house. You better. You need to. And, you know, I need to have dinner. I need to mm-hmm. see all of these things. Mm-hmm. You need to use every feature, though, of that yeah. stove and that dish. Or <laughs> well, I, I would say if nothing you, to me. Yeah. I guess well, that the, 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 the end point would be if you have the opportunity to make your cooking life easier yeah. and there are features or functions or gadgets or appliances, go for it. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, for us, it was really worth it because we enjoy cooking. It's a central part of our family culture. And if it makes, if, if it makes it enjoyable, if it makes it excellent, if it, if it's, if it's in our budget, like we, we want to lean into that. So these little things are worth getting. They, Hey, did you guys know, I did not know this in a regular stove right? Mm-hmm. Not, okay. not a built-in oven, but like the stovetop and the oven underneath it, a range. That's what it's called. I believe. Yes. Okay. So yeah. in a traditional range, the drawer at the bottom of the stove, right? They all have that drawer that opens mm-hmm. up underneath the oven. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Am yeah. I talking? Yeah. Okay. N- no, nah. no, it's not a boiler. No, it's like a storage drawer, but it's not, it's a warming, warming drawer. drawer automatically built into like all of these ranges. I had no idea. I don't have a drawer on my stove. Really? I don't. Like, like that you don't pull out. And most of the time people like store cookie sheets and stuff in there. Like even but. cheap, like on the low end, those yeah. stoves will have it. I mean, yeah. I have a warming drawer too. I don't have it. And I'm, I'm so not happy about it. But I, we, I won't, growing up, we always used it for storage. Yeah, so did I. My mom has it. Okay. But she just uses, I don't know. I don't know what she uses it for. She probably puts her extra pots and pans in there. That's what everyone did. Check now. Uh-huh. I'm going to go see what she keeps in there now. But no, we don't have one. We have a, I don't know. I don't, we have a built in stove. I feel, I don't know. Now we're going to, oh, if you have it, it's not fancy like Kimberly's, but it doesn't have a drawer. So, hmm. all right. Well, this is interesting. I've learned a few things, got a few tips. Anybody else? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I am doing the the chickpea feta roasting mm-hmm. ASAP. That's going to happen. Stat. I can't wait. It. All right. And I'll do my best to get some of these recipes and links to some of the things we've talked about in the show notes, especially the meal prep app. Yes. Emails. 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 Yep. Gee. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Show Jess some love and sign up for it. Yes, please. Yep. All right. Thank you, ladies. This is fantastic. Thanks. If you want to dig deeper into what we talk about on the podcast each week, check out the Build Your Best Family Facebook group. It's where we hang out with some fabulous women and we practice what we've learned. There's also encouragement, group coaching, and incredible resources there too. Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose.